When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we get into any of that, though, let's talk wide receivers here ahead of the 2023 NFL Draft. Man, it's getting closer. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm happy to be back here on the show after a Sunday off. And yeah, ready to get it going with all of you. I hope that you had a fun, fun uh, weekend over the last few days and tonight we will talk about the the wide receivers of the 2023 NFL draft because there was a warning shot out earlier today and if you don't know what I'm talking about let's take a look at this tweet together shall we this is from Jim Nagy the senior bowl executive director Jim Nagy is obviously a very insightful person when it comes to the NFL draft and certainly well-connected around the league. This is his tweet from earlier today, and it caught my eye. Wrote an article about it for adcsports.com and thought that we could base the show around it, especially considering the news that broke afterwards regarding Jackson Smith and Jigba being among the quote-unquote visitors for the Cowboys in 2023. We'll get into why I just used quotes in a moment here, but this is a tweet from Nagy. Let me read it out loud for the podcast audience more than anything. Uh, Jim Nagy tweeted out, one thing has become clear on calls around the league the past couple of weeks. The NFL isn't nearly as high on this year's wide receiver class as the media is. Frequently seeing four to five wide outs in mocks. I've spoken to numerous teams that have only one first round grade at the position and that guy is JSN out of Ohio State. Oh, that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one. And I would dare say that not necessarily surprising. Because if, if you agree with me, you will know that over the last few weeks and months, when people talk about the wide receivers in this year's draft class, the tone is quite different than last year's. Last year presented teams with several number one wide receiver options. There was Traylon Burks. There was Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, who ultimately won Offensive Rookie of the Year. But I don't think that, that there is a similar name out there this year because, man, nobody's talking about these prospects as if they were ready to take over 
as the number one guy on any of these NFL teams. It feels like the conversation is circling more around being a complement to NFL offenses right now. Even Jackson Smith and Jigba, and we'll get into him in a, in a while here, but even him projects more than anything as a slot wide receiver option. Not necessarily even as a hybrid player. He projects way better as a slot receiver than he does as, a, as an out wide weapon. So definitely thought that it was worth discussing with you guys. Uh, do you agree or disagree? That's the first question for you guys in the chat. With Jim Nagy's stake, is there really only one first round wide receiver in this year's draft class? Let me know in the chat if you agree or do you disagree with this tweet. And let me say hi, by the way, in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. We've got Inez Gomez over at Facebook. We've got Toxic Tom, who enjoyed a Baltimore Yankees series over the weekend. I'm sure that he enjoyed it to the maximum. Shout out to Katharina, Gregory, lost in translation, who says we have a lot of round two to seven wide receivers this year. That might be indeed where the money is, I would say. It's going to be very intriguing to see how, how things shake out this year's draft class at wide receiver. Uh, where were you last night, says Toxic Tom. <laughs> Bruce says Mo took Sunday off for his birthday. Yeah, well, you know, we, we had the Sunday off, took advantage of it, rested a bit, and now we are back to action. You know, we don't we do not do a lot of days off here on primetime, so uh, definitely took advantage of it. Watched Succession, lost my freaking mind watching Succession. No spoilers zone, by the way. Do not worry about it. Uh, Toxic Tom says, no, I do not believe any front office is going to show their hand in any capacity. Katharina goes with agree. Uh, let's see here. Happy happy birthday wishes. So we've got we've got happy birthday wishes already in the YouTube chat. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> for those of you who are new to the show, for some reason it is my birthday just about every night here on Prime Time. Mark Aaron says with Hyatt's speed, I have him in the first, but that's just me. Trevor says that JSN will go to Philly at ten, in his opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you, everybody. Welcome into the show. By the way, do me a favor and hit the like button. I kind of agree with the tweet. And I'm not saying that I have grounds, uh, excuse me, round grades on every one of these guys. But I just, just based on what we've heard from even the draft analysts, the top guys, it does sound like these whiteouts out there are not the same as, as they were in, in previous years. So, as you guys know, the title of the video is Cowboys Must Avoid Media Trap in 2023 NFL Draft. That is assuming Jim Nagy is right about this. And a lot of people are mucking wide receivers to the Cowboys with the 26th pick overall. Maybe that's something that you want to avoid. And I was looking over at this website, which, by the way, I kind of love. Grinding the mocks. Oh, no. This actually is until later on the show. Where, where is this? Oh. This was supposed to come before. Sorry about that. Uh, Grinding the Mucks is a, is a cool website put together by pretty insightful people in the analytics area. And they try to predict the NFL draft 
via thousands and thousands of mucks, including user mucks, if I'm not mistaken, like uh, people who use the PFF simulator, for example, and they also use data science to try to predict where players are going. So essentially, you're talking about another mock draft that takes into account a lot of mock drafts. So just interesting that they have safe flowers to the Cowboys at 26th overall. I like grinding mocks because I think that he takes into account the, the entire consensus. And that's something that I value. So that's essentially one of the prospects that you might feel like, hey, you know what? The Cowboys maybe want to avoid taking a wide receiver at 26th. Obviously, this is all speculation. Just based on Jim Nagy's tweet, we might not be talking about a first-round prospect when the Cowboys pick 26th if they take a wide receiver. Now, it's not as, you know, black and white. There's kind of a gray area in there. Because say that every NFL team picked based on best player available. Maybe when you get to the 26th overall pick, according to many analysts that have talked about this previously, you're not getting a first-round graded wide receiver anyways, or linebacker, or defensive lineman, or offensive lineman, because not because there are 32 picks in the draft does it mean that there are 32 first-round prospects. That's often not the case, just based on the fact that uh, for, for many of these teams that are only, say, 20 first-round prospects, in a year's draft class, or, or maybe there are 19 for many of these teams. So maybe the only option at 26 is to pick a, a second round player in terms of grade, talking about grades here only. So it's not as, as black and white as it would appear, but it's going to be interesting to see if the Cowboys are in a position in which they either take a wide receiver, assuming that Jackson Smith and Jigba is no longer on the board, or maybe they just lean towards taking a better player at other position. Pretty insi insightful to learn that some of these teams maybe are not as high on the wide receivers as the media and maybe even fans are. Another question from me to you that I have in store for you guys tonight is, say that Jackson Smith and Jigba, and we'll talk about him later, is off the board. And I mention him because he's the consensus number one on these boards. And according to the Jim Nagy tweet, that's the same four teams. He's the number one guy in this year's class. Say he's off the board. Say that he goes to any of these other teams. Maybe the Patriots pick him in the top 15, something like that. Who do you think would be the guy that you would want to draft next out of, you know, some of these top guys, Jalen Hyatt, Say Flowers, Quentin Johnson, just your gut feeling, who would you like out of this group of players? Let me know in the chat while you do that. And before I give you my answer, and then later on the show, we'll get on uh, Smith and Jigba being a visitor, quote unquote, for Dallas. And then how would CeeDee Lamb would be impacted by these type of decisions, uh, let me know in the chat. While you do that, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, we need to talk about the family-owned business. 
that has been so for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. And in their, or in their website, FreemanMazda.net, you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles. In the website, you can check out the features of every car. You can see pictures of the outside and inside of every vehicle. And as we do around this time, every single night here on Prime Time, it is time to discuss the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. In this case, it is the new 2024 Mazda CX-90 3.3 Turbo Premium All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $51,495. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot and a sunroof, third row sitting, all-wheel drive, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city. That goes up to 30 when you are in the highway. Make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week over at FreemanMazda.net. Let's see what you guys have to say over on chat about some of these players. Who would you take? If it's not Jackson Smith and Jigba and you need to take a wide receiver, who's your pick? Just curious. Let's see here. Hyatt goes for, uh, Ricky goes for Hyatt. Who else do we have here? Uh, Hyatt for Lost in Translation. Flowers for Katharina. Ooh, Hyatt, Hyatt is getting some love. From Gregory, from Mark Aaron. Nicholas also goes with Jalen Hyatt. Can take the top of, of any defense. 50 touchdowns last year. Come on now. Interesting. Interesting. Juan Daniel goes with Hyatt. Brad goes with Hyatt. I think to me it would come down to probably, I, I kind of like Save Flowers. I'm not going to lie to you. But Quentin Johnson and Jalen Hyatt to me are pretty close. So I wouldn't mind any of the other two names, depending on who else is available. And of course, we're talking about wide receivers exclusively. But I might be okay with Save Flowers. I think that he's pretty fun with, with the ball on his hands. I think that he could manufacture touches for him and really open things up for the offense. Give me, give me Save Flowers. I think he's obviously a different style. But I would be intrigued by Save Flowers here. Uh, lately, though, I have doubts that they will be the best players available at 26. So I'm not entirely convinced about taking a wide receiver. The Cowboys could emerge a winner out of this whole situation about the wide receivers not being as highly valued by the front offices than the media because they're clearly interested in these guys. Hyatt, Johnson, Save Flowers, and now... Jackson Smith and Jigba have all been 30 visitors for Dallas. Well, kind of, because technically Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State will not count as a visitor, as a top 30 visitor for the Cowboys, according to Todd Archer from ESPN. Because according to him, although he's visiting Dallas, he can do so as a local prospect. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit confused about that. Obviously, he, he that's because he's from Texas. He's from Rockwall, Texas. 
So he does not count uh, against the 30 national visitor limit, according to Todd Archer. But I thought that that was the case for players who go to the local pro day. The I think they call it Dallas Day. The Cowboys do. We learned about uh, several players that were involved in that process. I would have assumed that JSN would have had to go to that in order to not count against the the visits but i'm guessing they can host every everyone though as long as they're from texas i I didn't know about that not gonna lie but yeah jackson smith and jigba being hosted by the cowboys on a visit hey man he might be gone by the time the cowboys are on the clock i think that would be the expectation but then again if it's not gonna count against the limit then what are you doing if you don't if you don't bring him in, right, for a visit, try to talk to him, see what is in there that you might have missed during your prospect evaluation, I guess. Smith and Jigva, though, would make things pretty interesting for the Dallas offense, in my opinion. Because, see, obviously, he's a good wide receiver. For many, he's the only first-round wideout in this year's class. But here's where it gets interesting to me. His size and what he did at Ohio State and the tape would tell you that he is set to become a slot wide receiver in the NFL. Some are concerned about what he can do versus press coverage. Some are concerned about his size. Can he play outside or not? Who knows? But what we do know is that his ideal fit would be playing inside. And say that for any reason... He, he does fall to 26. Or if we want to get crazier, hypothetically here, say that the Cowboys trade up and get him, which I would never bet into that happening. I would never assume that's going to happen. But just we're living in a world in which the Cowboys turn that card in and the name in the card is Jackson Smith and Jigba. He would be a slot receiver, right, for Dallas. And that's where things would be a little bit interesting to me. Because if we go to the notebook here, no index cards tonight. We're rocking with the old school notebook. C.D. Lamb had 62.5% of his wide receiver snaps out of the slot. 55% of his targets came out of the slot. That there, There's a significant difference there, but still kind of like reinforces the fact that Lamb was used mostly as a slot wide receiver. 62% of his yards came when playing inside. Uh, nine, 967 yards out of the slot. That was number one in the entire NFL. And I think it's particularly relevant because even if the prospect the Cowboys end up taking is not as mid in Jigba, and maybe it is uh, Save Flowers or whoever else, maybe in the second round, you draft somebody that, he, that also projects to be a, a slot wide receiver, then you're getting in the same conversation. And I think it's an interesting one. Are the Cowboys willing to draft somebody that would essentially mean having to move CeeDee Lamb full-time to the outside? Because you know he can do it. You know that 88 can play outside, but you also know that he's at his most dangerous when he lines up on the inside, where you can manufacture touches for him, where you can let him do his thing, where you can generate matchup problems versus the opposing defense. 
I just wouldn't entirely love the idea of taking somebody that can only play inside and having that impact heavily what you do with CD Lamp. That's something that I wouldn't fall in love with if I'm being completely honest with you. However, I do understand that you take the best guy available and all of that. I, I just wonder about the usage if you go down that route. If you go down that route, what does that mean for CD? Who does the actual adapting, if you will, when it comes to that position? I think it's a, I think it's a fair question to, to throw out there. The chat, let's see what the chat has to say so far. He's long gone by 26, says Mark Aaron. I think that is a sentiment that everyone will agree on. Does seem like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will not be around by the time the Cowboys pick. But then again, I'm just saying, this is a year in which the draft could get pretty weird. There are about four quarterbacks that are almost guaranteed to be taken before the Cowboys pick. You could make the argument that Hendon Hooker will go in the first round as well, maybe even before the Cowboys pick too. And I'm just going to toss this out there for many of the top analysts. And Jigba is sort of like a top 25 prospect, more than a top 10 prospect or even a top 15 prospect. So on a scale from 1 to CD Lamp dropping to 17th, in, in 2020, I would say that it's not as crazy to think that Smith and Jigba could be around for, for the 26. I would probably say seven would be my answer on a scale from one to CD Lamp dropping to 17th in 2020. In 2020. I don't think it would be as crazy. Because you might have some of these quarterbacks just push some of these players further down the board. I'm not taking a wide receiver in the first, says Gregory. Give me, can see. Oh, man, that's that's an interesting one. Beetle, my dog, wants to protest. As, as uh, if you guys heard him bark, he did not agree with that. Mo, you should do a flashcard draft show like the offensive line show the other night. Hey, man, if the public wants... Index cards, they will get index cards. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> All is well says, great song, by the way. I know, all too well. That is, oh, damn. My girlfriend is going to hate me if she, if she sees me mistaking this, the, the name of that song. Uh, All is well says, and thank you, by the way, for the super chat and donation. Thank you, sir, very much. He says, why, is, why are people saying that we need a guard at number 26? I don't understand it. I thought we already have Tyler Smith. Can you explain? Yes, yes, let's get into it. And hey, don't tell anybody, but there was an index card video in which we went in depth to every offensive line combination that we could see from the Cowboys this year. Basically, man, the, the thing is, the Cowboys might not see Tyler Smith as a guard. They drafted him to be the tackle the left tackle of the future. And 
that was not supposed to be 2022. That was supposed to be the season in which he played guard while he adapted to the NFL. And then eventually they were going to kick him outside. He was going to take over left tackle. That was the plan from day one. They said it even, they, they even said it after the NFL draft. They came right out and said, he's our left tackle of the future, but he's our left guard from the present. And then Tyron got injured. He was kicked outside. And now with a full season under his belt of playing left tackle, the Cowboys might not want to, you know, kind of interrupt his development. So I think that's why we are all kind of in agreement that the Cowboys need a guard because we all think that the Cowboys currently look at Tyler Smith as a team's left tackle already, which in turn would, uh, which in turn leaves the question, what do they think of Tyron Smith and what do they think of Terrence Steele? Which is the question that we explored earlier, uh, I mean, last week, actually, when we dove into the combinations, right? Because the possibilities there are either you play Tyron at right tackle and Steele is your swing tackle, especially while he heals, which is a key aspect of the conversation, the fact that he's coming off of, of an injury, or you, you let Terrence Steele take over at right tackle once more. And then Tyron Smith is your swing tackle. But then who the heck plays guard? That's why I would think that the Cowboys do need a guard. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, are you going to propose to your girlfriend via an index card? Well, it's not ruled out. Bruce says, hashtag bring back index cards. <laughs> we will. We will. Do not worry. For those of you who don't get that reference, go watch the offensive line show. It happened, what, last Wednesday, I believe, or last Thursday? And, and you'll understand what, what people mean. It was on Wednesday because we had the stat of the week, now that I think of it. <laughs> oh, man. What is your dog's name? Or Oh, is uh, Vito. Vito Corleone. That's where it comes from. That, that's where it comes from. Vito Corleone, the godfather. Uh, three the index cards. Oh, man. <laughs> new, new trending topic here on the show. Let's see here. Zach Danis says 100. I think he meant, uh, you know, our take about the offensive line. Well, anyways, moving on a little bit here from the wide receiver combo, at least the, the draft receiver combo. We need to at least acknowledge the fact that OBJ signed today. So forget about, oh, what am I doing with the, with the overlay? I'm sorry. Uh, OBJ signed today with the Baltimore Ravens. So the longstanding narrative about the Cowboys signing Odell Beckham Jr. can be finally put to rest. And, you know, this leaves just one option out there. Essentially, you already got Brandon Cooks, which was a great move, by the way. But now, NFL teams are kind of expecting Xander Hopkins to be cut. If he's cut, what do the Cowboys do? We'll find out soon enough. But OBJ has landed in Baltimore, which in turn kind of leaves us expecting 
Lamar Jackson to eventually sign with the Ravens, according to multiple reporters. Lamar was active during that recruitment process. He was recruiting OBJ to, to Baltimore. And that doesn't necessarily mean that attached to the back of OBJ's contract is also Lamar Jackson's signed contract and ready to go. But it does suggest that they are getting somewhere with the negotiations. And more than anything, it might also mean that Lamar, who is representing himself, does not expect to go elsewhere either. So even though he's putting himself out there, asking for a trade, getting the non-exclusive franchise tag and expecting somebody to sign an offer sheet, maybe he's figuring out that, you know what? I'm staying in Baltimore and we all know this. We're just, we're just negotiating here a little bit more intensely than every other quarterback before him, but still in negotiation. So I think the OBJ news kind of gives us a, a key update in both fronts. One, where is he going to end up? Obviously, already answered. Interesting that it was only a one-year deal. Interesting that, you know, he always was talking about settling down through the five-year deal, something like that, ends up signing a one-year deal, probably because that's what the uh, market had to offer him. So that, that that's finally over now, and probably we got a very good idea as to how things are going to end with Lamar Jackson as well. People are asking about T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Law says uh, T.Y. Hilton is still on the team. No, he is not. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was a free agent. We'll see if he comes back or not. My guess is that, is that if he does come back, it will likely be later in the offseason, like closer to training camp maybe. But then again, we said the same about Jonathan Hankins, and he ended up signing already. T.Y. Hilton still has one more chance to be a Cowboy one more year. Says Double R. Toxic Tom says T.Y. just showed up. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's what he did. <laughs> that's crazy. That's That was a crazy, crazy signing by Dallas that we kind of were hyping up during the offseason, expecting it to happen during training camp. Then it didn't happen. We were disappointed. And then it happened later on the year. <laughs> kind of crazy, but worked out for them. Probably what you don't want is to sign T.Y. expecting him to be a starter from day one. Because durability is an issue with him. And that was part of the genius behind signing him late in the season last year. The fact that you wanted him for a, you know, for a short run. Just help us get there. Help us win these last few games. Obviously, the Cowboys did not win the games that they wanted to win. But still, was very helpful during the regular season and, you know, gave us that fantastic moment on fourth and long versus the, the Eagles at the very least. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that we um, that will be it for me tonight on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I will see you tomorrow on Tuesday. We're going to do a mock draft, looks like. That's the plan, at least. We're going to put a special twist to it, though. So make sure that you tune in tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. If you haven't yet, turn on the notifications, please, especially if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook. Do me a favor, by the way, hit the like button because that like button, that thumbs up, puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So that helps us out a lot. Make sure that you catch Skywalker Steel in the morning show. 
And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Mark, Aaron. Uh, thank you, Katharina. Lost in translation. Ines. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you el día de mañana a las 8 de la noche. Bye-bye.